Welcome to a very special edition of the Hangout Podcast. This is your host, Juan Hernandez. This evening, I'm joined by my very good friends, Randy Canales and Brian Salazar. Welcome to the show, guys. Hey, what's up, man? What's up, guys? Uh, today, it's actually our... I'm actually doing our final episode of the year. Uh, today is January 30th, 2016. This is kind of like a uh, year in review slash... You said January 30th, December 30th. January? Jeez. Let's see where <laughs> my head is at right now. God damn. December 30th, 2016. I have to go back and cut that, but you know what? We don't have time for that, so kind of like an end of the year slash year in review slash UFC companion podcast all in one together. You know, I did say we were going to come on at 6 p.m. today, but some stuff got in the way, uh, but we made it. So we're just going to kind of... And we're also streaming this episode live on Facebook via my page. So for those people watching, thank you for tuning in. And for those that are not watching and listening to the audio version of uh, this podcast. My neighbor's watching, Mariela Nieto. Oh, is she? Yeah. Oh, well, thanks for tuning What's in. What's up, Mariela? And like I said before, feel free, free to, this is directed to the people on Facebook, feel free to send your questions and comments. Uh, probably have a little Q&A if you want about anything doesn't really matter at this point um want to kick off the show real quick what's wrong no, we're, we're like watching ourselves on the live stream oh we're just yeah laughing because it's it's kind of funny watching ourselves yeah that is pretty hysterical <laughs> kind of want to kick off the podcast with uh the kind of like a year in in review you know, I, I guess the main topic people are talking about is all these celebrities just dying constantly, like every other week. It's kind of like getting to the point where people are like, well, who's next? Yeah. You know, I think it's just, you know, I think. It's actually kind of every day. Yeah, pretty much uh, from what we've been seeing uh, back to back in the past couple of days. I'm just kind of go kind of give a little rundown of the list of not everybody that has passed away, but. Just to kind of like the main public figures that most people know. Um, and I should really be looking at the iPad over there since we are streaming on Facebook. So, yeah, it's kind of like we're looking into, I don't know what we're looking into. <laughs> we're looking into the past yeah. on, our, on, our, on our phones because there's like a 10 second delay. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. So basically we're living in the in the future. That's kind of weird, isn't it? Yeah. Man. And we're not, you know, we're not. <laughs> on any anything sense. right now we're not even drunk or we're not at all at least okay. not to my at life. least at least that's what we want our employers to think employers uh <laughs> f friends and family. family relatives um facebook <laughs> just anybody in particular <laughs> but um as far as celebrity death goes death goes i mean it's not it's not really that big of a deal but you know it's most of these people that i wrote down on here earlier today are people that really really uh whoops <laughs> hey anything goes on this podcast so there's no editing or none of that fancy stuff in there so um i'm gonna start off with david bowie i mean that one just i mean it took me by surprise um at the very beginning of this year in january yeah it was like right like maybe early to mid january mm -hmm. um I'm, I'm a huge david bowie fan i mean even to before his death, I, I I knew about him in high school, 
growing up to his uh, his songs. I know he had a he had a bunch of songs, and he was just a true artist in uh, in music. He really he really uh, yeah. He transcended different genres. Yeah, he influenced a lot of people. Not not only like in the rock world, but like in the pop world. Uh, did a lot of dance music and stuff like that. Fashion. Uh, his fashion too. So, like I was saying before, he really was a true artist, and it just kind of took me by surprise that everybody by surprise because I think it finally it was finally revealed that he had been fighting. Was it? It was some type of cancer. Maybe something have to do with his kidneys or something, cancer or something related to that nature. Um, but he had been fighting that for like a year. And he didn't tell anybody. So I guess he was one of those people. And, you know, I, I kind of see where he's coming from, where he was, didn't want to really let anybody know up until the moment he passed away, which is pretty sad. And um, this is one of those things. I mean, David Bowie was notoriously known for, you know, being a rock star back in the in his day, 70s, 60s, 70s, and the 80s. Obviously, doing all the drug, sex, drugs, and rock and roll that people do did back then, probably still do to this day. Um, and eventually, it just caught up to him. But yeah, Bowie was—I mean, that was just a uh, pretty sad in the music world. Man, you got a pretty big list there of all those celebrities and, that uh, that passed away. Yeah, and it's not really—and that's not all of them. I actually had to scratch all these ones that had at the top. Who are those at the top that you scratched out? Those uh, people that haven't died yet? Th- yeah. That are, that are planning on dying? They weren't as important. Okay. <laughs> I had uh, Alan Rickman on there. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, from the Harry Potter movies? Yeah, Harry Potter. I'm oh, yeah. sure mostly everybody knows him from uh, being the bad guy in Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Um, Paul Kantner. He was one of the guys from Jefferson Airplane. Really old band. Um. Maurice White from the Earth, Wind, and Earth, Fire. Wind, Fire. Very popular back in the in the 70s. Vanity. She was a very popular um, artist, actress. What do we want to call her? Tony Burton. He was the... The... Um, the... Rocky's trainer in the in the Rocky movies. The the mm. black guy. The, the guy that trained the Apollo. Yeah. Uh, in the first movie? Yeah. And he eventually ended up training Rocky all the way to his, um, the Rocky Balboa, not remake, but like the new version that came out. Mm. I didn't even know he died. Me neither. Up until I read about it this morning, I was like, oh yeah, he passed away uh, earlier this year. That's, that's crazy. Um, Glenn Fry from the Eagles. From the Eagles. Yeah. He was uh, one of those, I mean, the Eagles is, I grew up listening to the Eagles and him passing away was pretty pretty sad also i um hotel california is probably one of the best albums out there and um he had a he had a whole bunch of problems uh health issues as far as uh i think he was battling arthritis for about 15 years so the medication that he was taking was uh taking its toll in his, uh, in his body too many side effects. Yeah, too many side effects. And then above all else, I think he ended up having colitis. And all the me- medications he was taking were kind of mixing with each other. And it just was a bad combination. Such a great songwriter. and Oh, yeah. He was a amazing songwriter. as far as, And even as a solo artist when the, when the Eagles broke up. Um, 
he I think his final days I think he ended up contracting pneumonia and so many issues came up where he had to be medic he had to be in a medically induced coma and never woke up that's pretty scary mm-hmm. had to be medically induced like that into a coma you it's imagine, crazy yeah imagine that's crazy. That? god but yeah just uh i mean he was he was probably in his late 60s you know that's still not too old, not too old but yeah. you know it's one of those things where eventually all this stuff catches up to you and the eagles just got honored by the kennedy center awards i did see that online a, a, a couple of days ago I had several people there in attendance mm-hmm. um even the mexican rock singer juanes played uh, eagle songs yeah i saw that him and uh i think it was steve Vai, mm-hmm. the guitarist and a whole bunch of other people um just the tragic tragic death i mean that was that came as a shock to me i I was not expecting for him to go so quickly like he did the eagles came around maybe two years ago to houston the last time i was so i regret not going to see them i think it was during a school night i just couldn't go but um just a tragic tragic death Uh, jimmy bain another musician popular musician among the heavy metal community he was popular for having played with ronnie james dio Mm. uh rainbow even back in the 70s and he was in a band lately and his story was pretty tragic towards the end where you think that a musician that's been around for so long would be set as far as having a lot of money and a lot of money saved up, a lot of investments. He was walking around with no health insurance. So he couldn't really afford to go to the doctor and get checked out. And they just so happened to be in the, in the band that he was playing. They were on a cruise and he passed away on the cruise. Heart attack or? Um, I'd say, yeah, he passed away in his sleep. He, I believe it was a pneumonia-related pneumonia, pneumonia related illness, which is pretty much what most of these guys end up dying from, pneumonia. Yeah, and you don't catch it quick. He, and he had, he was telling people, oh, it's just a cold, you know, I'll, I'll get over it or he'll get it checked out whenever. He gets the chance. Whenever he, he gets back from, you know, playing in the ship. He just passed away on the boat. And that's just one of those things where it's like, man, your bandmate, your friend just passed away on, you know, it's pretty much like a vacation. You're getting paid to play on a cruise. It's just uh, just another tragic story. I mean, he was notoriously known for having, you know, his own demons as well with alcohol and drugs and stuff like that. Very underrated musician, bass player, Jimmy Bain. Keith Emerson from Emerson, Lake, and Palmer. Really old 70s band. Grew up listening to them as a kid. Um, again, we're, I'm running through all these stories. I know keep repeating myself saying that they're tragic stories, but this one's really, really tragic. This guy ended up shooting himself in the head. <laughs> I mean, how crazy is that? That sucks. <laughs> he probably did depression anxiety and it it came mostly from that because i was reading up on his biography not too long ago 
And one interesting thing that I found out was about this guy was that he he had suffered an injury to his fingers or his hand, I believe. And it got to the point where he couldn't play keyboards anymore. So he spent throughout most of more than a decade without having to play music. And that kind of took a toll on him on on his mental health. Yeah, on his mental health, you know, kind of going into depression and all that and just spiraling out of control. Eventually he came back. He regained feelings in in his hands and started playing again, but it just he just wasn't the same after that. And for him to just go out like that, you know, a lot of people have their own personal opinions about suicide, you know, taking the easy way out, being a coward and things like that, but never I, easy choices to make it's it's not man and it's uh it's like we were talking earlier about robin williams you know such a passionate person such a great comedian yeah and what a way to go out man by asphyxiation it's it's not it kind of taints his whole you know image and but i tend to i tend to remember people by what they did not you know the bad things mm-hmm. you know everybody has their own demons that we go through and I just it's best just not to well yeah not to think about those things. Not not to be judgmental. Yeah, exactly. You know, hey, if you decide you want to do that, I'm not I'm not going to stop you. You know, as selfish as it sounds, you know, I might just make it worse. You know. But that was just another tragic But it's uh, never never too late to seek help though, so if you need help. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'm all for that. Um China. I you know, I hate to say it but I kinda saw that one coming. Yeah. Um Randy, you and I grew up watching a lot of uh, a lot of professional wrestling back mm-hmm. in the day. As we call the day now, you know, we are getting a little bit older now. <laughs> it is back in the day. Yeah, back in the in the late nineties of the attitude era. Um you remember watching China for the first time on, on uh WWF? Yeah, yeah, I remember. That's uh I looked at her and I was like, man. And everybody said the same thing. Like she looks like she looks like a dude. Yeah, she did look like a dude. And eventually, she ended up getting all the surgeries and you know, like the cosmetic surgeries and stuff like that. Where eventually she got to a point where she kind kind of looked pretty a little bit. Mm-hmm. Started using a little more makeup. Yeah, that too. She ended <laughs> up venturing off into doing adult films and stuff like that. So wow. hey, again, not judging anybody, but. She had her own demons too, and mm-hmm. that's just something she wanted to do. And hey, you know, if you, you know, she made that decision to leave the WWF because she wanted more money. Yeah, and it's like you, you can't just, you know, I think it was ever since she did that Playboy uh, spread. Yeah, she kind of got a little too. How do they say? Uh, like her ego just kind of got in the way of that yeah so she wanted like oh yeah i'm the star you know you you can't go on without me well yeah it's not the case we can get rid of you and we can still keep going yeah so eventually she ended up leaving and yeah she went through her whole you know doing pornography and stuff like that and she started having problems with drugs alcohol yeah and that eventually led to her demise. Yeah. And the I think she ended up dying of an overdose of I forget what the pills were exactly. Yeah, I don't know, it was an overdose. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm sure she did a whole lot of drugs. I mean, if you look at her, the way her, just her body was. I mean, like like you said, she 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 had the physique of of a man, mm-hmm. and I'm sure she was taking drugs to uh, to maintain that that physique uh, when she was in the WWF, and even afterwards, I'm sure she was still taking it just because she wanted to keep that you know that that look or whatever. Although she, I'm, though I'm sure she wasn't as big as she was when she was in her in her wrestling days, but still, I'm, you know, all those drugs and she, you know, forever, however long she was doing it for in the WWF, it was years and just all those drugs and steroid injections and whatever hormone injections, whatever she was taking, I'm sure that, you know, that your body can't handle all that, especially if you're, you know, not, not to be sexist, but if you're a female and you're trying to like, yeah. you know, inject yourself with, with male hormones to, to, or and testosterone to make you have more mass, muscle mass, then that's going to, obviously not be natural and, and cause uh unhealthy side effects later on so right yeah and she you know at some point they even had plans for her to start making movies through the wwf you know maybe even become like the next wonder woman that would have mm. been really cool hmm. yeah. i mean she probably would have fit the role yeah but she ended up venturing off into you know another war- <laughs> dark world and yeah that's uh i mean hey you know i can't I can't judge you for doing that. Did you watch it? Did I watch it? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. <laughs> Did I watch it? Yeah, no <laughs> Did I watch it? No comment. Uh, let me, like, re- let like, me rewind it. Hold I like on. how you're avoiding this question, one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on to the next. <laughs> on to the next date. death. Hold on. I read some reviews on it, and <laughs> and uh, but uh, I she did some interviews. Um, A night in China. Is that what yeah, it's called? Yeah, she did that one with um with the X Pac. That's that's the dude that that she did yeah. the film with. Yeah. Oh, I don't know that. Yeah, and that was more like he's dead like, too, ain't he? No, I'm sure he's still alive. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. I'm surprised he's not dead. Wow. I'm hey, I'm glad he's not. Yeah. He's a he's a pretty cool dude, but I I listened to a couple interviews with uh with her and him, mm-hmm. and just uh. Because they, it's obvious they ask her. I mean, it's you can't just avoid that. It's like, okay, you're you did porn. Okay, move moving on. It's like, okay, what led you to do that? And you know, I heard some pretty, pretty nasty things that went on during her shoots and all that. Because it was like, hmm. oh my god, like this really happens. Yeah, like involving blood and like, you can just imagine what went on. Yeah, it's like you know it's no wonder people end up getting um infected with hiv and aids and all these other types of uh sexually transmitted diseases and all that yeah um i guess she was at a point where she was very desperate Mm -hmm. and kind of just needed the money yeah and that's one of the main reasons why wwe didn't want to acknowledge her as far Mm -hmm. as her getting in the in the hall Hall of Fame. fame yeah even i think it was uh on stone cold's podcast mm. he even asked triple h was like is china ever going to go in the hall of fame mm-hmm. he's like look i really don't i don't want my kid to one day get online and look her up and you yeah. know, find all that stuff yeah that's just not and it makes sense yeah yeah it makes but sense. it was really cool you know kind of finishing up on the whole china story it was kind of cool that they did acknowledge her. The WWE did acknowledge her when, he, when she passed away. Um, and even mentioned that, you know, she might go in one day, regardless mm. of all the stuff that she did. Mm. So okay. it's just, you know, 
people go through a lot of stuff. And yeah. It's unfortunate that we lost her. She was really young too, maybe early 40s maybe. Yeah. Uh, I think like late, mid to late 40s. Mid to late 40s, yeah. something like that. Yeah. It's just uh, very unfortunate yeah. that she's gone. But, you know, she pretty uh, intimidated, uh, intimidating wrestler in the ring against all the other women. Yeah. Compared to the women now. I mean, the women now are very athletic, but yeah. she was like one of the main. Yeah. Like she'd be going in there and slamming the dudes. Yeah. Going up against like Stone Cold or yeah. the, the Rock. And then later on in her career, dudes were slamming her. Exactly. Oh. I mean, it all comes around, huh? <laughs> it, all comes, it all comes full circle. Full circle. Jesus Christ. <laughs> It's just a no, shame. No pun intended, guys. It's just a shame. <laughs> just had a, just, I just couldn't help myself. I had to put that one in there. Yeah. It's just, a, I mean, it's just a damn shame, but I mean, oh, well, it's, uh, may she rest in peace. R.I.P. China. Yeah. Prince. How about that one? Yeah. My goodness. I mean, that one just kind of came out of nowhere too where he was in the hot kind of like michael jackson he was in the hospital and then oh for an airplane right yes and then i think he was seen going to a cvs or something hours before his death to go pick up his medication Dang. i mean it was just again one of those things where a musician or artist has enough money that he can pretty much go to any doctor and be like hey you know I need this medication. I need this medication for this. Okay, how much? Bam, bam, bam. Mm-hmm. So, and it's a, it's a, not to say that it doesn't happen, but it does happen. You know, look what happened to Michael Jackson's doctor. It's like who, mm-hmm. who gives people uh, uh, that much medication? Yeah. Or that much what was he yeah. using? Like oxygen tanks or something? Yeah. Uh, a whole bunch of crap apparently yeah it's like stuff that you only use in hospitals yeah, why yeah. do you have it in your house mm-hmm. you're obviously paying somebody yeah uh, supposedly he had trouble sleeping I guess and it was to help him sleep mm-hmm. but I don't know. Michael Jackson or? yeah Michael Jackson. yeah it was at um, what's it called yeah they put it in the hospitals mm-hmm. through the IV mm, yeah, yeah yeah Jesus Christ I mean it's a uh, one thing like uh, I think it was the day before Thanksgiving this year I had I ended up having to go to the ER for some pain I was having on my right side turned out to be a tiny kidney stone and I had never been on morphine before but once they I I was only I think a total of eight milligrams once they pump that stuff into you it's like oh man you know I can see why people get addicted to how'd you feel I mean it was the pain went away completely yeah uh the nurse told me just lay back and close your eyes and you're going to feel a warm sensation in the back of your head. Yeah. So I laid back and closed my eyes and I was like, I don't feel anything. And you just start feeling like, Oh, it's kicking in. Maybe about a couple minutes later, you don't feel pain at all. It just kind of went away. I was like, man, I wish it could stay like this for, for a whole time. Cause you know, the pain can go away. Yeah. Storage almost full on your iPad. Yeah. Let me, Get rid of that thing real quick. Yeah, go ahead. Morphe man does crazy stuff. Um, with the morphine, um, did you feel anything else besides like the the pain going away? Was there any other like side effects or any other sensations besides just the pain going away? Or did you did you feel any like did you feel like lightheaded or, or lighter? Or I any? felt I felt like I was uh, like I was high, like I felt. Um, drowsy 
Yeah. Very kind of sluggish. Yeah. The side effects came right after I got home because I tried to. Uh, you couldn't drive home, right? You had to have. I my parents took me in the yeah. morning and brought me back. I'm sure that's. I'm sure they tell you that too, right? And yes. Also, like you have to have someone drive you. Yes. So. I came home and this is something where it's kind of like, man, this is so weird. I napped pretty much the whole day. Like I just couldn't, I just went to sleep. Probably made you really drowsy. Yes. And so I napped right when I got home. It was maybe about, uh, I got home like around two in the afternoon. So I ate before I took a nap. I ate some soup, took a nap for about three hours. (laughs) <laughs> That's a long time. I woke up. Right when I woke up, I started getting this warm feeling in my mouth. I was like, oh, my God, I'm about to throw up. So I went to the restroom, and then it just all came out. Oh, uh, dang. Yeah. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting sick or something. I was like, And I thought about it. I was like, no, it's the, it's the morphine. So I drank some. I was drinking Gatorade for most, most of the day. And... I woke up again two hours later. I napped for another two hours. Hmm. Woke up again, same sensation in my mouth. Went to the restroom, threw threw it all back out. Nothing but Gatorade. So then I went back to sleep, took a shower, went back to sleep, woke up the next day completely fine. But yeah, I can can see why people get addicted to stuff like morphine, heroin, just for the numb feeling, just to numb yourself get rid of all the pain all the painkillers yes and but i mean the pain's still gonna be there it's not gonna go away i'm still i still feel lingering pain every now and then because i don't think i've passed it yet but i've been able to control it you know they gave me i forget how many milligrams of uh of um ibuprofen i only took it maybe about a week and it just stopped because i said i don't want to be depending on this medication for for pain i can probably control it a different way just by drinking more water and cranberry juice, eliminating soda, coffee, things things like that. But, you know, and, and it all makes sense uh, looking at this uh, Prince story. And what you see with artists and musicians and actors, what they go through about their routines when they shoot movies or when they go to concerts, make all the records and CDs. You know, they, they, they go through so much stress, anxiety, depression. They get hooked on all these medications, all these painkillers, mm-hmm. and then you're wondering why they end up getting sick or they die. Yeah, I mean, it, eventually it all, it's going to catch up to you, and these do have side effects, but, you know, when you're young, you think you're... Invincible. You think you're invincible. You think you're Superman. You think you're indestructible. It's pretty sad. The same thing has happened a couple of years ago with Heath Ledger. Oh, he was an... And I just saw, there's this thing on Netflix of... Um, I forget the title of it, but it's about artists that have died young. I believe he was 27 when he died, or 29. But right after filming the Batman movie. Yes, which was I. I even have I even have it on Blu-ray. Very iconic performance. Probably one of the best Jokers. I'd say one of the best Jokers in the whole Batman series. But he he got so into his character that. You know, it affected his personal life. Probably his mental health as well. Mental health. I mean, he ended up just becoming that character. But when you look at the Joker, it's like that doesn't look like Heath Ledger. He was really in in character. You see him in other movies and you're like, 
how can that be him? He looks so different. Yeah, he looks his way makeup, different. Everything. Mm-hmm. But he he was again. It's one of those things where you know Prince. I'm sure he was battling his demons and just trying to get rid of it with Percocet and whatever other medication he was taking at the time. It's just uh, it's very tragic, but you know, Purple Rain. Uh, what's the other song called? 1999. Uh, when Doves Cry. I mean, he was just a, a true artist, much like Bowie. I, I put him up there with yeah. David Bowie, Michael Jackson. Freddie Mercury. M- Freddie Mercury, Michael Jackson. It's just a tragic, tragic story. And mm. uh, Purple Rain was one of... If you haven't seen the movie, I'd highly recommend it. It's a fantastic movie. Nick Menza... Mm-hmm. Drummer from the classic lineup of Megadeth. Megadeth from the night from the late eight from the early uh, the the late eighties the right? Rust in Peace lineup. This one was I mean it's it it personally it really it really shocked me because he was actually gonna come to Comic Palooza. Yeah, I mean me and me and Juan got tickets for that and we were gonna go to Comic Palooza to see him get an autograph or a picture from him. Then you hear he passed away. It shocks you to know that it's not the feeling is, is is weird when you go there. Like, you know. By the way, thanks for all the people that have been joining in. I see uh Lewis just joined in right now. Your good friend Lewis. Our good friend Lewis. Yeah. I've seen you in a while. No, he's a uh, he's a friend from high school. Uh shout out to Lewis. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you. Who else is tuned in right now? I can't really read the the thing on there. Just gave us a thumbs up. A thumbs up back to you, sir. <laughs> so you can actually, you know, tell that we're watching your feedback. Let me see if I can read that thing real quick. Mm. Ernesto also joined in, another good friend of ours from high school. Thank you for tuning in. Um, but yeah, I mean, it was just uh, I'm a really big fan of megadeth i got got to meet them back in february uh before one of their concerts here in houston and just a really big fan and i had learned recently that that they were actually thinking of bringing nick mensa back to the to the band to play with them kind of like a rust in peace reunion lineup something like that but eventually it didn't work out i think that was just kind of like a sign of them patching things up and actually trying to play together again. And I'm really glad they did that because shortly thereafter he passed away. Mm-hmm. And it He was actually passed away during during a concert, right? Yeah. He yes. collapsed on stage. He, he was playing drums and he just had suffered a massive heart attack on stage. What a f- what a way to go out. But he, he was doing what he loved, though. I mean, if you can... Jeez, man, that's... What a way to go out. But he and um, he was have I, I believe he was having some type of heart problems. Uh, again, stemming from drugs in the past, alcohol. And to sum it all up, Comic Palooza did this really little thing in their little brochure, where at the beginning they have a picture of him, kind of like a little tribute to to Nick Mensa. It means a lot to to the fans and to everybody who. Who supported Megadeth throughout all these years? Absolutely. I mean, Megadeth's one of those bands where they're right up there in the big four of uh, thrash, heavy thrash metal. Um, 
but it's just a another, again it's just another tragic story where you see you know you and he was i'd say he was about 51 when he passed away yeah it so was that's middle aged, just middle aged. that's fairly young you know you're yeah. halfway through your life that's fairly young Here's a big one. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. That's uh, truly, a, truly can, a great icon. You can almost kind of, I was almost waiting for it. You know, he was already. He was starting to get up there in age. He was in his 70s. Yeah, he was about 74 maybe when he passed. Um, He suffered from Parkinson's disease, obviously. What was his, what was the cause of his death? You know, I'd say if I'm not mistaken, must have been pneumonia related again. Oh, okay, pneumonia related. Gotcha. Because so, he was always in and Probably out. Probably complications from all the... Yeah. He was always in and out of the hospital for the same reason. And, uh, I mean, again, who doesn't know Muhammad Ali? If you don't know Muhammad Ali, uh, please... Go to YouTube. Stop watching this feed right now. <laughs> Unfriend me on Facebook. <laughs> uh, shut this podcast off. If you don't, don't know... yourself. Okay. <laughs> Okay. Go buy those t-shirts that have him the, on there. The year's not over yet, man. <laughs> we got two more days. One more day, exactly. But, I mean, Muhammad Ali, he's one of those he legend in b- the boxing world. Not just in that, but truly a great activist and supporter of, of different cultures and people around the world. I mean, just the story alone. Have you seen the Ali movie with Will Smith? Very good movie. Yeah. Um, it obviously shows him growing up. All the way through his, uh, when he fought George Foreman, the rumble in the jungle. Not to mention all the civil rights activism he had. No. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. He was uh, a legend. I mean, he, he was recognized all over the world. And for him to go out the way that he did, you know, he barely recognized. I mean, I'm sure he was aware of what was going on, but he wasn't all there. And... He was, again, one of those fighters where I think he stayed too long in the game. You know, you can only you can only box for so long. You can only take so many hits to the head for so long. So many so hits long. to the head, yeah. All the brain damage. Yeah, I mean, that's too much brain damage. I mean, it, it's another reason why boxers like De La Hoya decided to call it quits very early on. Because, you know, it's kind of like in that, uh, what's uh, Rocky Five? um... He's coming off his fight with Drago. And Is that the start- one with the Russian? Number five? No, number five with uh, Tommy Morrison. Oh, okay. The, uh, the guy that boxed in real life. Yeah. Um, at the beginning of Rocky Five, he starts having these like headaches and flashbacks to his fights with Drago and uh, Clubber Lang and Apollo. And the doctor pretty much tells him, hey, you need to stop fighting or you know, you're going to end up suffering permanent brain damage yeah he was borderline at that point so it was like man you need this and this you can kind of relate to it uh in uh real life to all these boxers Mm -hmm. it was just like bernard hopkins the other day i don't know if you guys saw his the video of his last fight i mean the guy gets literally gets knocked out knocked out of the ring (laughs) he kept claiming that the other guy pushed him out of the ring it was like, um, nah, man, all those shots connected to the head. And he not only fell down out of the ring, but he fell on his head on the way down to the ring. <laughs> and the guy's 51. It's like, 
you need to stop, sir. <laughs> you need to stop boxing. Your partners with De La Hoya, it's like, come on, dude, be smarter. But, you know, some guys just can't stay away from it. But, you know, some of them have known that their whole life, that to adjust to a normal civilian life is probably kind of tough. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing, you know, most of these guys end up blowing all their money. You know, we've seen it happen to the greats. Mike Tyson, uh, Evander Holyfield, anybody. You name Mostly everybody. Not not everybody, but, you know, the majority of them. Some of them ended up doing pretty good, you know. George Foreman has his grill. Uh, <laughs> yeah, his old George Foreman sells grill. a lot of grills. Right? I, I heard it's pretty good grill. So, um, do you? Go ahead and advertise for Mr. Foreman. Yeah, I have one of his grills. I haven't used it in a long time, but they they work pretty pretty well. I don't know if you know the history behind the George Foreman grill, but uh, but George Foreman didn't actually come up with the George Foreman grill. Uh, he uh, they I forgot who the inventor was, but um, someone created it and, and they actually used George Foreman as a spokesperson for for the for the actual grill itself. So they named it the George Foreman grill. They had George Foreman come out in all the commercials back in when it was, back when it was released. What was it in the nineties, early nineties, or something like that? When when yeah. they released the the George Foreman grill, mm-hmm. I remember or, or maybe it was in the eighties. Um, and and uh, because of George Foreman making you know being the, the the name on the actual product itself and him endorsing it, um, it sold so much. But yeah, George Foreman didn't. George Foreman did not come up with a George Foreman grill. Um, a company approached him. Genius! It was a genius idea, genius marketing idea. But a, a, the company that, that I, the company that actually created it and 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 patented the, the product uh, approached him for it and offered him a really good deal. And you know, he he made like um, I, I forgot how, he made a lot, he made a lot of money. But um, I think it was like within the first one year of, of George Foreman grill selling, he made uh, George Foreman himself made more money uh, off of that grill than he he did his entire oh, boxing my. career within one year. Really? Yeah. So it was, it's actually really interesting. Uh, I forgot where uh, where I learned this. It was some some TV um, episode. That doesn't mean he doesn't have. I'm sure he he does have good grilling skills. Yeah, yeah. And so just go to go to Wikipedia and read up on all that history. <laughs> yeah. So there there you go, guys. There's a little history of the George Foreman grill. That's pretty interesting. I didn't I didn't know that. Yeah, that was pretty cool. It's kind of just taking an opportunity, just running with it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's I mean, crazy. The George Foreman grill literally fell on his lap, and they they just approached him about it and. He made millions, and and the founder behind it made millions. And actually, the the guy who who de, who designed the actual grill itself, like that that the actual engineer, uh, I forgot what the story was, but he actually ended up getting screwed out of the deal, and um and his name isn't like mentioned anywhere in the product. Um, I, I think he 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 did get some he he did get paid on it, but um not nearly anything worth of what you know George Foreman got paid on it, of course. Um, and he, he actually got screwed really bad on that deal. The actual engineer who actually engineered the product, um, uh, he, he, uh, he, he didn't, he didn't get any recognition on it. And, uh, I don't think he, he gets paid on it anymore. I think he got paid like a certain amount and that was it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, the guy who actually engineered it, um, got screwed really, really bad on the George Foreman grill, but George Foreman himself made a lot of money. So crazy though. Crazy there story. Ha- I mean, there you have it. George Foreman grill, but I mean, <laughs> Going back to Muhammad Ali, I mean that's uh, that's pretty much, I mean, not only having fought Muhammad Ali, but you know having your own grill. That's who can say that? I can't. Yeah, no, me me neither, unfortunately. Uh, Kimbo Slice. Well, man, more. I forgot all these people who died this year. Man, this is getting depressing. <laughs> 
Yeah. It really is, isn't it? We're probably not even me, halfway through that. Yeah, list. let me see that list. Let me pick up this list. One, one wrote down all these people that passed away. Water, real quick. Yeah, go for it. Getting dry <sighs> George Foreman. Are we halfway? Yeah, we're halfway through. Halfway through the list. Wow. Yeah, and that's just the people that I decided to pick out as yeah. far as a uh, major, you know, that most people knew about that came out on TV and stuff. There's a whole bunch of other people. Not even the, not the I didn't even see the, like, oh, there's Carrie Fisher. Yeah, Carrie Fisher's on there. What's her yeah. mom's name? Um, Debbie Reynolds. Deborah Reynolds. Deborah Reynolds. Deborah Reynolds. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, this I wasn't is, uh, expecting that one. Yeah, now that we're, you know, as now that we're on the topic of that, you know, Carrie Fisher, Fisher well known for her role as Princess Leia in the Star Wars movies. Oh my God! Wasn't she beautiful when she did that oh, film? Dude, she was a dime Holy piece back crap. in the day. Yeah, I mean, wow. Yeah, but she was nineteen when 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 they uh, filmed that. The first one, right? 19. Yeah, the first the first film. Um, Renamed it Episode Four. Uh, Star Wars. Uh, I think it was a New Hope. I think that was the first the first film that she came out on. Um, like, like I was telling Brian before the podcast, I'm not really a big star wars fan and I, but i've seen the movies in parts uh, all of them except for the two new movies and i really want to go back and actually watch them in order like episode one two three because i knew when they were coming out like episode one came out like 2000 the first one episode one 1999 99 yeah i remember when that came out and i've seen parts of it uh even like play the video games here and there but that's just uh one of those uh I mean, Princess Leia, man, that's... Who doesn't know Princess yeah. Leia? Again, if you don't know from, Princess from her, Leia... Uh, I- iconic dress or iconic... Please her, shut um, this Facebook yeah. thing off and unfriend me on Facebook. <laughs> I, but, mean, I mean, it's very iconic along her and... Uh, Harrison Ford and... Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill. Yes, Mark Hamill and Harrison Ford as Han Solo. I mean, when you think about Star Wars, you think about the, the clothes, you think about the... The fighters, the Dar- lightsabers, Dar- the Jedi, Darth Vader, of course. I mean, when these films came out, they were they were the best technology at the time. They were revolution in pop culture. So it's pretty sad to to see her leave this early. She wasn't that old. She was sixty, right? Mm-hmm. Right. And I have high respect for you know Star Wars, and I know there's fans out there. Like I was telling you, Brian, before, uh, I'm more into I'm more into Star Trek. Um, I mean, I mean, I had all the action figures. I still have them to this day. Like the Star Wars, the the Millennium Falcon. I actually bought it and had the decals put on there, and I had the little Chewbacca figurines and the mm-hmm. stormtroopers. And I mean, I had all that stuff. Han Solo. It's just kind of funny when you when you say about the Star Trek because a lot of people are very divisive, are very divided. Like I'm a huge Star Wars fan. I own all the movies on V. I have them on VHS, on DVD, special edition, limited edition, uh, all the different versions you can think of. I pretty much have them, Legos, all kinds of collectors' items, and Star Trek. I just started getting into Star Trek, and it's funny how some people are all a Star Trek fan or all a Star Wars fan. I noticed that. Yeah, I noticed that too. I'm, I'm, I'm actually just like how you said. I'm, I'm actually a Star Wars fan and not a Star Trek fan. I don't know why. That's weird how that worked out. Um, uh, I don't know. I guess I'm not a Star Trek fan because I, ne- I never really got into it. Like I, I watched some of the old um episodes when they were showing on you know on TV back in the '90s. So I just never, never really got too into it. I remember seeing a, a little bit of it, but just never got into it. But Star Wars was always something I, I liked growing up. And um, I'm looking at the Star Wars like the timeline, how how the actual 
um, episodes or uh, how the actual movies are all kind of related related to one one another. And it's it's pretty crazy. Like the first, you know, the first uh, three or four films or the first three films that were released, um, Star Wars: A New Hope, and then The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. And the first one was was filmed in 1977. Another one was 1980. Another one 1983. Um, but if you look at them on on a timeline perspective, um, they're actually towards the end of like the actual, I guess, the series saga. or the saga. Yeah. So I just thought like how how genius of 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 like George, George Lucas. Lucas really is. I mean, he filmed the backwards. yeah he filmed backwards. And I thought that was like when you just think think about it, like the first film was filmed in 1977. And then we kind of been working our way backwards, like um, Rogue One, which is one that just came out recently this past year, 2016. Um, yeah, you seen it, right? I'm sure you saw yeah, it. Yeah, I saw it. I saw it. I just saw it uh, earlier uh, this past week. And man, that movie is awesome. it's, it's really, really good. And how it leads into um, A New Hope at the end. I mean, it's mm-hmm. I don't want to give any spoilers or anything, but it's it's really, you really have to good. Yeah, you have to say it. You have to see it until the end. But um, look, it's been out for what a couple mm-hmm. days now. Yeah, a couple I'm sure days. it's out on the internet already. People know. Just go ahead and spoil it. Yeah, go. On. <laughs> I'm probably gonna get like six. Uh, all my friends unfriended me. And, oh, you know, you spoiled oh, the movie. Man. I haven't even seen it yet. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I'll, I'll definitely need to catch up on them, and I really want to go back and rewatch all of them. Just to, yeah. I mean, I know the whole story, the Death Star and yeah. Darth Vader, and you know the father and blah blah blah. Um, it's funny because I remember Jar Jar Binks though. Oh, screw <laughs> that guy! I remember in 2005 when the the episode three came out, Revenge of the Sith. That was a big thing because it was the final one that was gonna link everything together. And I remember um, me and my my friend, my good friend at the time, the one who liked us, give us another Lewis. I remember we went to go see it in the theaters. First Star Wars movie I ever seen. Like I seen parts of the old ones on TV. First one in the theaters, and I was blown away after that. I was like, I became a Star Wars fan, started collecting this stuff. But your head almost exploded. You're like, man, <laughs> episode three. I mean, even though people bash on the prequels, there's goods and bad things from them. That one has a lot of action. Jar Jar Binks stunk, though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to put too much comedy and. <laughs> Uh, even you know me that you know that I haven't seen like the full movie of all movies. I even I know he stinks, <laughs> but you know hey, hey that's just that's just the way it is. But yeah, I mean it's just sad that Carrie Fisher passed away mm-hmm. just a couple of days ago, and then her mom passes away like the day after. Yeah, you know I think that's all just due to sadness, the that's emotional sad. stress of, of 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 all the events happening around her family. That's just, I mean, that's just, what, what else can you say? Uh, it's just, you know. It, and and I, I was watching a um, 2020 special on TV, uh, I believe it was Tuesday, this past Tuesday night, where they were paying tribute to her and Carrie Fisher and George Michael, which I'm going to get to in a uh, second, another legend. There's actually, they're doing a special on her and her mom right now at this time. Oh, really? Yeah, on 2020 right now. Oh, nice, nice, nice. Well, the UFC is on right now, sir, so... Yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. Conflict of interest. I'm kidding, of course. UFC 207. Conflict of interest. I actually heard that on a podcast the other day. I think it was uh, uh, The Fighter and the Kid. Uh, Brandon Schaub, he started doing this little segment called The Big Brown Breakdown, where he breaks down uh, MMA fights weekly. And he was breaking down this one, and that's what he actually called it. <laughs> UFC 207, <laughs> conflict of interest. All because of 
uh, Ronda Rousey. It's so divided know, one. All that stuff. We'll get, I mean, we'll get to UFC. Before, we'll wrap with the UFC um, before the show ends. Uh, this whole Ronda Rousey. Yeah. We're watching it as it happens right now. We're not even to the main card yet, right? Yeah, this is the main the main card. The main card, but not the main, main, main fight. Exactly. And it looks like it's been kind of like a lackluster event so far. Not really much action going on. But, yeah, rest in peace, Carrie Fisher. Yep. May the force be with her and always. Her, her mother. That's just a... Uh, oh, we actually skipped over Kimball Slice. Um... That's another one that, you know, way too young, 43 years old. He was, I was actually at his last fight. Um, what happened? It dropped his phone. <laughs> oh, okay. It was, at least it's better than spilling water all over the computer. Yes. I caught it though. Oh. Yeah. So, I mean, it's just one of those things where I was actually at his last fight here in Houston for Bellator when he fought Dada 5000. And much like, uh, to quote Joe Rogan, that was probably one of the worst fights in the history of fights. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't even call it a fight. We were actually talking about that at work today. One of the guys mentioned, they were talking about the the dogfight documentary on Netflix. Yeah. About Dada 5000 and his backyard fighting. And he, I mean, it, was, it wasn't even, it was mostly just Kimbo Slice taking down Dada. And... That was about it. I mean, there was not, mu- not much more to it. Um, he had a whole bunch of health issues, I mean, throughout his career. And obviously, when he entered the UFC, he had a lot of major issues trying to, you know, maintain. And um, it's just one of those things. I mean, I grew up watching, like, people that knew him, about him. I grew up watching his fights on YouTube. Mm-hmm. That's how he became a star. He was a he was a YouTube star fighting random people, random fight fighters, when you call them brawlers. He even fought that one cop. I know there's a, that video that a lot of people mention where he fights the the one cop on the internet. It's funny how yeah, I, well, not, I mean, it's interesting how you say that, you know, so many of these wrestling stars that uh, you know were from our time so many of them are are leaving us so soon in these past few years. Um, I remember we went to Comic Palooza last year, right? And Ric Flair, right? Or you got what was his name? Uh, Roddy Piper. Yeah, Roddy Piper, right? You yeah. saw you got you got a picture with him. It was like what two, like two months after I met him, and just uh, just passed away two months later. And it's just... Uh, it's pretty sad, pretty, pretty incredible. Sad. Yeah. yeah. I mean... Uh, Man, this video doesn't come out really good on Snapchat. The video? Yeah, you think you're doing it... Uh, no, I mean, you think you're doing it really good, and then you look at it, you're like, oh, my God, that's <laughs> terrible. I'm not going to put this out, but... And you probably s- see it on the... People are probably watching us. They're like, oh, look, he's Snapchatting on there. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to get with the program people, you know. Snapchat, Instagram, whatever. Kick. Kick. And I think just a, I think just a picture. Some people have that one WhatsApp. I have that one. The, the WhatsApp. Yeah. Whatever you call it. Tinder. I think just a, just a picture. Yeah, this might come out pretty good. 
Tinder. Oh, what's the other one called? Grinder. <laughs> uh, that's for the gay guys yeah exactly it's oh. for the gay boys yeah uh, it's like uh, i heard i heard people use it i'm like no nah, i don't roll like that <laughs> no sir um but yeah kimbo i mean it's just a damn shame you know i just seen him fight and he just passes away i mean it's just the uh, dada almost died the guy he fought mm-hmm. i saw him at com uh the space city comic-con not he was actually there i didn't even know he was gonna be there yeah and I looked, I turned around, I was walking through, I turned around and I was like, hey, this guy looks familiar. Who is this guy? He had the dogfight banner on. I was like, oh, that's Dada 5000. Yeah. That's, uh, that's crazy. I couldn't get a picture with him because I had. That was back in uh, May, right? What was it? Yes. I had just taken a picture with Booker T and they actually saw each other and started talking to each other because he's had him on his podcast a couple of times. When you mentioned Booker T, I remember. Some on the news about him wanting to be the next mayor of Houston. Oh, I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. Yeah, I, I got. That's pretty funny. Let me get. I'd, I'd vote for Booker T for mayor of Houston. That'd be cool. Hey, sucker! Five time, five time, five time world champion. Is that what he says? Yeah. Yeah. Five time WCW champion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember, he gives you good deals on furniture. Oh yeah, yeah, that too. So, yeah. how can you beat that? A mayor that's. He used to be an ex-professional wrestler, and he also saves you good money on your furniture. Exactly. That's for 2020. <laughs> so, I mean, it's... Uh, yeah, I mean, just going back to Kimbo's slides before we uh, got into this whole Booker T thing, which I could talk... We could talk about for a little bit. Yeah. Um, again, uh, another fighter that just, you know, it has gone too soon. Yeah, he 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 fought his way through. Eventually, made it to the UFC, where where he wasn't as successful. He he fought in uh, I want to say Strike Force when he fought Tank Abbott. I mean, he annihilated Tank Abbott. Mm -hmm. You know, Tank Abbott has a big old gut and everything, but yeah, he annihilated Tank Abbott and um just steamrolled his way through people. Um, again, just a damn shame that he's gone. Um, I mean, what else can you, what else can you say? Yeah. It's, uh, unfortunate that he's, he's gone. Uh, two more people on the list. Greg Lake from Emerson Lake and Palmer, again, bandmate for Keith Emerson. He was the bass player slash singer. He lost his battle with cancer. I forget what type of cancer he had, but you know, any type of cancers, um, People are probably watching this, thinking, you know, this dude's snapping a lot. Well, they can't even see. You're not. You're. You're. Oh, that's true. Your arm is not in the frame. <laughs> that's true. So people. It just looks like you're just staring into space. <laughs> yeah, it's like I'm looking over there for for no reason. Yeah. Let's see if I can get Brian in the shot. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Got it. Um. So yeah, Greg Lake passes you know away. On Snapchat. Yeah. Oh, man. Done. I used to use it a lot. I don't use it that much anymore. Kind of, I don't know. I don't use it as much. I'm not even that active on social media as I used to be. Okay, this really. picture looks terrible. <laughs> okay, retake. We got a diva over here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Camera my face looks all fat in the picture. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it looks better. Um, yeah, he just passed away from cancer. Yeah. Very legendary musician. Again, Emerson Lake and Palmer. Um another uh, very influential progressive band from the 70s 
Mm-hmm. Just a, just a damn shame and tremendous voice, and just a damn shame that he's gone. Yeah. My final one, and uh, to kind of wrap up the, and it's almost been a full hour just you know going over these celebrity. I was only oh, celebrity deaths. I was only going to do about half an hour. Yeah, well, we did half an but, hour for just death. Yeah, celebrity deaths. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's well, pretty much the year in review. This has been a tough year for celebrity deaths. Absolutely. I mean, it's just. It's just, um, but George Michael mm. passed away on Christmas Day. That's, oh yeah! How much more sad can you get? How ironic! Yeah, it's 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 so sad when people you know make the puns about his last Christmas song. Yeah. It just seems ironic, but also like kind of messed up because such a great Christmas song. Yeah, and he had and he died on Christmas. He had a whole he had a a great amount of hits. Careless Whisper, I Want Your Sex, uh, Father Figure. He was like the, he was like another Michael Jackson. He was right mm-hmm. out there with him. Yeah. Um, eventually ended up finding out that he was battling a heroin addiction for the past year. Um, he started, he was very reclusive towards his final years as a musician. And... Again, it's one of those things where they don't. He in his in the special in the 2020 special, he said that he wanted to be taken more seriously as an artist rather than just kind of like the image of him. You know, back in the 80s, he as was a big all, pop star. Yeah, like you know, kind of like nowadays you have like Justin Bieber or uh, any I don't know who's out there now. <laughs> but yeah, he just didn't want that whole like I guess. Uh, Crazy image. Like sex symbol image of him. Because yeah. he knew eventually I was going to fade away. So he started getting more serious about his music and eventually became a recluse. Of course, he had issues with uh, coming out. He eventually came out mm-hmm. as a, a homosexual in the late 90s. Which, you know, you could understand why people have such a hard time coming out. Especially like in the, in the time like the 80s. or in Especially the, when there was a whole issue of... Of AIDS in, yeah, in this country. AIDS and all that kind of stuff. And nowadays, it's a normal thing for all of us. It's like, oh, you, this person's gay or this person's a homosexual or this person's a lesbian. It's like, that's cool. You know, I know a lot of people that are that are gay. I have no problem with it. You know, say what you want to say about, you know, it being in the Bible and stuff. But, you know, hey, I, it, it's 26, 2016, 2017. Just get with the program already. Like, come on. You can't. That's like, you know, that's like talking about slavery and all that. It's like that happened. That's in the past. Way in the past. You know, there's obviously been a lot of movements with the L. What do they call that movement? The L. I don't want to. I always get it wrong. LGBT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Community. I know that's really big here in Houston. They always have the. The the, pride march. The pride marches. The parades. Um. Um, the, um, obviously gay marriage is a big thing in this country. Um, obviously not legal in in all states. Uh, it's illegal here in Texas, is it? Mm -hmm. If I'm not mistaken. Yes. Uh, Or is it legal now? No, I think it's Uh, Texas is a very conservative state. Help me out, people on Facebook. I think it's illegal. Oh, I mean, uh, illegal. I'm sorry. 
illegal? Yeah, I don't think it's. Oh, well, it's time to go to Wikipedia. I don't think it's allowed here. It's it, yeah, you know, think about it. You have all the guns in the world in Texas. Um, you can have a very republic. I mean, again, it goes back to being very Republican. Yeah. Um. But I mean, it's one of those things where eventually, eventually, like marijuana and, uh, I mean, hey, they legalized MMA all over the U.S. They're close to legalizing marijuana all over the U.S. Yeah. So I mean, it's just it's getting to a point where, we're we're uh, you know it's still the land of opportunity and all that but we're going in a different direction yeah so it's it's just the thing and you know going back to not to steer off too much but george michael i mean it's uh he uh he was very influential in that in that um in that movement it's just a damn shame that he's gone so young too at 53 Mm -hmm. oh my god yeah but that's the that's pretty much the rundown that i wanted to give for as far as the major celebrities that have passed away this year that have all made an impact and i'm sure there's many more that i've missed um they all made an impact whether they were artists musicians or movie stars or any celebrity of that nature what's important is the their legacies what exactly they, what you they know, leave behind the, for the generations movies are still going to be there the music's still going to be there it's it's all going to be there but um hey i hope for a better 2017 i mean it's i just look at it this way you don't know when your time's coming so and if you you know if you don't take care of yourself it's going to catch up to you eventually so it's just best to take care of yourself and you know don't and again even if you do take care of yourself you just never know when your time's coming so so just be good just be good i mean and that's pretty much all i have on that want to quickly break down this uh and it's taking place as we speak not right now but the event of ronda rousey and amanda nunez i mean this is obviously ronda rousey's comeback comeback fight her big return she's been gone for what more than a year right a year she lost to her only loss to holly Holm, where she lost the title where she viciously got kicked in the head and knocked out. I mean, she was literally outboxed. Um, mm-hmm. She went into that fight very emotionally, um, very angry. She probably thought she had it. She was going to win in the first round or something. Yeah, and she tries to use the same tactic. She always does go right in and attack. Holly Holm just kind of picked her apart and said, you know what? I'm going to outbox you right here. And she did. And, you know, I've been keeping up with the with her return and all that as far as like interviews and stuff and she's pretty much coming in with the attitude of you know i'm not going to do any interviews i'm just going to focus on training for this fight and getting my title back which i can i can respect that you know a lot of people are dogging on her and hating her saying oh she's not doing interviews you know she's got a bitchy attitude and hey she's got her eyes on the prize she wants that title back and it's not, it's not about, yeah, you want to go do it. And, you know, I guess people might say, oh, she's getting a special tr- special treatment from the UFC, like Conor McGregor or anybody of that caliber. Dude, she's Ronda Rousey. She can do whatever she wants. She wants to focus on this fight. So be it. Train your ass off and get that title back. You want to be the old Ronda Rousey where she was go out doing interviews and go 
being the Fast and the Furious and the Expandables. Yeah, she was in the Expandables, right? The third one. And which was, and that movie was so bad. <laughs> but part four is getting ready to be, to uh, start production. Man, I think all the Expendables were really bad. Come on, dude. I mean, you have... Chuck Norris. Uh, you go back to the first one and, you know, we'll obviously get... I know we get sidetracked a little bit, but it all comes together. That's why I like doing podcasts. We just talk about anything. But you look at the first one, you have people like Mickey Rourke. And it's like all these washed up artists from like the 80s. Dolph Lundgren and Jet Lee. They got Jelly's a new guy. They got nothing else going on, and then oh, let's, Stallone's like, let's bring them all together and do the expandables. It's, it's the Avengers of the '80s, exactly. And then every expandables just tries to get bigger and bigger. Like the second one had Chuck Norris. It's like, come on, really? Pops in there, like, blows everything like, up. Like, look, I love Chuck Norris. I used to wa- watch. To this day, I still watch the reruns of Walker Texas, Texas Ranger. Ranger. <laughs> it's like, dude, you're a Texas Ranger <laughs> who knows martial arts. Just starts kicking everybody's ass um but chuck norris and i forget who else was in the second one uh, arnold bruce willis bruce willis like, what are you doing arnold man? bruce willis bruce willis it's all bald and keeps then making a ter- he keeps going with uh arnold about all these terminator puns and oh yeah that's that's so that's terrible man that's awful Ar- it's like arnold what are you doing man it's like just i'll be back yeah, it's like, come on, really? Another terrible saga is, or saga is the uh, the Fast and the Furious one, man. That just went to total shit. Yeah, Have you seen the and, latest and previews to the newest trailer? Yeah, oh, yeah. my goodness. Uh, what's it called? Fate, Fate Furious? Or the Fate of the Fate Furious? Of the That's Furious the stupidest eight. name I've ever heard. I mean, and I know people are going to hate on this, but I, don't, I really don't care. Like, I'll watch it. You know, as much as I'll talk shit about something, I'll still watch it. Mm-hmm. And I'll have my own opinion, but... It's like you said, it's starting to get a little, and I really didn't a lot, look, a lot look of at it, it that is way. When, when you're analyzing this, it seems like it's over-commercialization. I think, it's yeah, it's like over, over-produced. Exactly. Like, what the hell Making are you doing? Making it bigger, doing? more money into it, so you can make more money. Okay, like in the seventh one, they have the that one, what is the Lamborghini jumping off the building to another building? What the f- yeah, it it just it became so fake. Like the first one was really good, but oh, like you can't after beat the first story. one, yeah, it was a great story. And then after that, it just I feel like they're just running out of shit. And then this latest one, um, Dominic Toretto is like turned into like a bag. You could almost like, I you know the film hasn't even been out yet, but you could pretty much already kind of see, g- see the plot. You already know what the storyline is. Dominic Toretto he turns his back on his family. He he he, he joins the dark side. It'll last thirty minutes or whatever, and then. And then he'll come back at the end of the story, and he'll be like, "Oh, I'll never leave my family." And then Fast Nine comes out. Well, they they uh they transition from street racing Furious movies Nine. to big budget action packed movies. Yeah. CGI hey, fake. I'll movies. tell you, uh, what's his name? His best role yet, The Rock. No. Well, I, I do like, enjoy no. the part where he has that big machine gun. You know, he uh The Rock. I mean, he's making a lot of cash right now you can't hail on the rock man he's such a funny he's such a good actor and he's funny he's and mm-hmm. he's just an all-around good guy mm-hmm. um even like some of the characters you can't really hate on the characters really either on in the movie in the, or, or in the fast f- fate five whatever fate fuck i already lost track whatever whatever, whatever they call whatever they call the, the latest film um you can't even really hate on the characters or the actors but like there's just the the saga the franchise itself is total shit now but you think they should just end it yeah, just they, should, they, they kill, should just kill everybody. They should definitely, yes. 
and 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 going back to the expandables real quick i wouldn't be surprised if they get somebody like steven seagal for part or four. like yeah for like part four or like clint eastwood that'd be just god and i was lately i was on a steven seagal movie kick his movies are so bad his newest like he, ones he, like he yeah he takes himself way too seriously i mean i'm a big fan of the guy but it's like he's invincible in every movie like nobody can beat him up nobody it's those movies where the guy gets shot in the arm and like he's like oh it's nothing he just keeps on walking and you're like yeah. he's got and shot he, in the arm and you he uses his aikido skills to beat people up and it's like nobody can beat you so it's like it kind of gives you that impression mm-hmm. of cool if i learn aikido i can beat everybody up nobody can stop me and, and you know they, like, like you said a lot of these martial arts jiu-jitsu these self-defense things are good for you because they, they teach you discipline training motivation morals but these movies over exaggerate them and they make it feel like you're, you're you bring can, you're bringing yeah. up all these sorry to interrupt but you're bringing all these topics that i wanted to actually talk about you know that's stuff that that i want to cover before we wrap up just kind of stuff we picked up uh throughout the year and stuff we want to keep doing uh for 2017 but yeah i mean going back to ronda i mean this is uh it's the the typical you know uh the typical story where where oh my goodness where you have somebody who's on top and feels like it's you know again like superman or you feel invincible and then somebody who's much tougher than you you know who's trying to get after it comes out and just takes the crown takes you out happens happened to mike tyson happened to muhammad ali happened to muhammad ali had happened to happened to rocky in the movie that's pretty accurate you know you see him in rocky 3 at the beginning of rocky 3 he's he's uh he's doing all these commercials for like time magazine and american express credit card he's on different tv shows commercials and then you see clubber lang just training his ass off you know wanting to beat balboa for the title and he does because Rocky didn't even train. He was too distracted with the fame, the fortune. Exactly, the fame. Uh, the passing of uh, his coach, Mickey. Mm-hmm. You need proper management, kid. Such a great actor, too. Burgess uh, Meredith. Mm-hmm. Oh, legend. He was, in the, he was in the Batman series of the 1960s. Was he? Yeah, he was the Penguin. What the? I did not know that. Yeah, I just figured that out. He passed away like in the shortly after uh, Rocky Three. But um, it's just uh, Ronda Rousey. I mean, she's. I have total respect for her. Um, if I had to pick anybody, if anybody asks, ask, if I had to pick anybody, I'd pick Ronda to win. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I, this is a big comeback. And nobody's talking about the champion, Amanda Nunez, which complete black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu against Ronda, who's a black belt in judo. That's two completely different styles. I I I wish I could say this, but you know I'd really want Ronda to win. But you can't discredit a black belt in jujitsu. I mean, that's just you can't avoid that, especially on the ground. You know, for somebody who's been training jujitsu for a while, it's you know I've rolled <laughs> I've rolled with my professor who's a black belt. <laughs> hey, that's uh that's not a good place to be nope. when you're on on your back. Forget about it. 
this my professor was choking me with one hand on the floor with one hand he had my uniform over my face and he was choking me like and you just feel claustrophobic you're like oh my god like i can't get out i can't get out yeah you start panicking and when he was doing that he was telling me like okay what are you gonna do what are you gonna do what are you supposed to do there's ways to get out of this you can get out of this what are you gonna do you you start panicking like oh my god what what am i gonna do and it's that quick it's that quick thinking on your feet yes it looks like i have a people are commenting on this video let's see what the oh you can barely see it though yeah i can't see it from there but i'm probably pull it up on my no you have uh instagram Oh, right, right, right. I'd probably, I could probably do that. I could probably do that down the road, like have the Facebook live on the iPad and then stream the Instagram through my phone. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. Uh, let's see what Lewis has to say. And this podcast is running longer than I expected, but we have such a lot of good stuff to talk about. You know, we rarely have, we can rarely get together like this and just, you know, shoot the shit like people say. Just talk about anything. And the next thing you know, it, the podcast just kind of derails towards the end. People stop paying attention. <laughs> Everybody's out doing their own thing. Lewis, too, too many shout, out to my, shout out to my boy Juan and Big Daddy Cool, Brian Salazar. Hey, Lewis, you know, love to have you on the show. Um, longtime friend from high school, you know, I'm glad that you're. Uh, watching if you're watching i know there's only i think one person watching this <laughs> from what i can see but again going back to the differences in style and styles i think that's one of the things that as a mixed martial artist you really have to be well versed in all areas of martial arts whether it's jiu-jitsu or judo and yeah it's good to be be a master in just one martial art but it's very good to be well versed in different styles karate taekwondo um but again it's just one of those things where you know i'm I'm picking ronda to win the t- championship back the the i'm gonna get a little sidetracked here but when you said about different styles it reminded me uh learning as, as a teacher and learning about new ways to you know improve things and and you know I teach geography, and we, we teach about different parts of the world. And when we studied geography of South America, Latin America, I remember preparing for a lesson about Brazil and the poor, you know, favelas and the slums area. There was this guy I researched that was a Brazilian martial artist. And what oh, he took really? is he took the poor kids in the slum areas, and he taught them the martial arts. He taught them the jiu-jitsu, mm-hmm. the different martial arts, what, and he what helped his, them. What was his name? forget his name um but did, the, there's a video on him though i think what, on discovery what say, website what did you say he was he was a he was a teacher or? he was a teacher uh, well he was a professor yeah like he had his own school i think and well he, he wasn't one of the gracies or anything like that no not that i remember no but he took the i remember the what i got from it was you know i taught the, the kids not just about the geography of the area, but how you can change the people and the culture. This guy makes a difference by taking these poor kids, you know, from their slum area, learning them martial arts, not just for defense. Of course, they have to learn protection in a tough neighborhood, but learn self-esteem, good values, and how to protect one another. 
And so it just, you know, kids today need to be more active in their community, doing positive things, you know, martial arts, uh, art, all kinds of other extracurricular programs instead of just being on their phones, you know. And I really believe martial arts helps you develop as a as a human human being. And me training jujitsu on and off, maybe for one to two times a week. I'm starting to I'm trying to get more consistent at it now. But I I truly believe it really has helped me not only as far as my health goes, but other parts of my life as far as this discipline, uh, getting along with other people. Um, and actually, Randy, you were the one that actually got me into jujitsu because yeah. I know you trained yourself. You had a, you have two stripes on your on your white belt. I have no stripes on my white belt, <laughs> oddly enough. And then sometimes I'll be pulling off stuff in the gym. Like sometimes I'll be training with the, with the women there, mm-hmm. blue belts, you know, just killing me. Yeah. And then, but sometimes I'll pull out a move. It's like the pers- for us, the professor will be getting on and be like, you know, he doesn't even train consistently. Yeah. And he's already, you know, because, you know, once you teach me something, I, as long as I, I repeat it, yeah. I'll get it down quick. Yeah. Um, I, I've just been so lazy. Yeah. But you've actually, you started, tra- how long ago did you start training uh, jujitsu? I know you started training at uh, Gracie Baja West Chase down over in uh, Westheimer. Yeah. Yeah. It was, man, it was a while back. I think I started back in 20, 2012, I think. Well, only only did it for one one year, so I think it was from twenty twelve to twenty thirteen or something like that, or twenty eleven to twenty twelve. I forget which one it was, but um, but yeah, man. I mean, I was pretty consistent with it when I was doing it for that one year period. Um, I How was, long were you doing it for? I did it for one year, but I, I was going like maybe two three times a week, um, which is pretty pretty good. And I was and I was pretty consistent with that. Um, and I liked it, man. It was fun. Uh, Jiu Jitsu is a lot of fun. You meet a lot of cool people and. Um, you learn, of course, how to defend yourself, and you become more comfortable in those kind of situations. In and very uncomfortable situations. In huh? very uncomfortable situations, yeah. Exactly. I've, I've been in so many, and most of the times they put me with people that are twice my size, maybe yeah. even four times my size, and, you know, rolling with women and uh, older people, bigger people. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember this one time, this guy you look at him you're like this guy is an mma champion <laughs> he i mean my neck cracked so bad i was <laughs> like oh my god mm. but you it's really cool that they like my professor at gracie baja heights when he's teaching you how to do it if you're doing it wrong he'll tell you hey you're doing this wrong yeah go okay go back to what i go back to the beginning yeah okay don't do this and if you ask him okay what am i doing wrong he'll be like okay this is what you're doing look what happens when you do this yeah look what happens when you do what i what i taught you and he'll show you yeah it's just and you know it's like everybody says it's very humbling sport yeah you know you you have to tap there's Mm -hmm. no you know i'm gonna see how long i can no Mm -hmm. if you if you're getting choked out just tap yeah it's very ego crushing yeah, you especially if you get tapped by a girl. That's I, I, dude, I tapped to a girl. I think it was like the first time I ever rolled. Uh, the first time I went to jujitsu for, um, I wasn't even, I didn't even join yet. It was like the day that you, you know, you kind of go for, uh, for training or whatever, yeah, like your free, first free, free pass, free uh-huh. trial, whatever they call it. And the first free trial I went to, they paired me up with a chick, 
and I rolled with her and she like she she kicked my ass man and I was like whoa I just got beat by a girl <laughs> man and I was like it was a little it was a little a uh, little bit of a hit to my ego but yeah uh, absolutely but no it's cool man it's very like it's very uh eye opening and very um I don't know you feel very humble afterwards mm. You so. plan on going back to training? Because I plan on doing this consistently now for the new year. Yeah, yeah, I would like to. I guess, I guess once um, I have a little bit more flexibility, um, I want to go back into into doing it again, and um, maybe even join where where you're at at the Gracie Baja Heights. Mm-hmm. Or uh, it's a pretty cool gym. I mean, the, it is. The mats are very well padded, and yeah, uh, they also have a kickboxing uh, program, which I really want to get into. Kind of yeah. start doing different styles, kickboxing and jujitsu. Yeah. Um, Actually, one of the coaches that teaches kickboxing there just had his first MMA match mm. not too long ago. Yeah, and he won. Nice. But you look at this guy, you're like, man, he's a like a, he looks like a legit fighter. He's like a fighter, yeah. Yeah, and I've actually rolled with him several times, and he's yeah. pretty. I mean, he's pretty good. Yeah, I think he's a purple belt mm. in jujitsu. Mm-hmm. But you know, my professor, um, he's a black belt under. Draculino from mm-hmm. Webster, yeah, Crazy Baja down in Webster, and um, Draculino obviously a, a black belt under I for, man I'm gonna um, under Draculino his father is 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 uh, uh who's his father Draculino Draculino is it is it a uh, Gracie. Uh, who's who's Draculino's father? It's not, and we should probably look. This uh, no, up no, on is the is his father? No, his father is in Carlos Gracie. I think Carlos Gracie Jr. is his brother, right, or something like that. I have to look it up. Yeah, the lineage is on the on the internet. And yeah, we I'm should, gonna look it up. Right I now. should know this. Yeah, I'm looking up right the, now. The MMA fanatic than I am. <laughs> you know, having gone through pro wrestling as a young age, eventually making that transition, I should know this. But, um, and you actually ran into Henry Gracie down at a West Chase, didn't you? Uh, Henry Gracie, yeah, it was wasn't he, at West Chase. It was at another or uh, another MMA. Gracie Baja. It wasn't Gracie Baja. It was just a just an MMA gym. Oh, out okay. in Spring actually. It was, it was a couple years ago. Yeah, he was cool, man. Um, super super nice guy. He's 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 huge. He's like he's super tall. He's probably like six two or something like that. And I just look like a little kid standing next to him. Yeah, but, you have uh, a really cool picture. I don't know if you ever found that picture. I think you say you lost it or something. Uh, yeah, man. I, I had it on my phone, on my old phone, and I think uh, it got it got erased whenever I I downloaded my mm-hmm. my uh, or whenever i switched to a new phone and i didn't i didn't download it right or something like that or i didn't sync it right to my itunes he has but a really cool youtube channel uh the gracie breakdown mm-hmm. where they break down ufc fights and even real life fights that they catch on like on people's phones and stuff yesterday i was watching this video where this uh, police officer uh is uh has this uh, black man detained Mm-hmm. And then he's searching him, and as he's searching him, he kind of notices something in his pocket. I think it was right pocket. So then the police officer is like, "Can you empty your pockets? Do you have anything illegal? Yeah, or you know, any weapons or anything like that?" The guy kind of, uh, kind of hesitated a little bit. So then he decides to take off, just starts running. Yeah, cop goes directly after him, kind of grabs it, gra- grabs his hips, takes him down, and just straight up jujitsu from there. I think I saw that pretty recently, actually. It's pretty good. It's on. It's yeah. on YouTube. It's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. I saw that pretty recently, actually. And he breaks down everything that the police officer did. Yeah. And what the other guy was doing, and it's it's actually pretty effective. Yeah. Because you can see the guy, much bigger guy than the cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember that. You could actually see points where, 
he would try to reach for his gun or his taser and the cop just kind of you know he knows what to do yeah and has him on the ground for a couple minutes until backup arrives and the guy couldn't get up yeah so jujitsu really teaches you how to take down a bigger person obviously you know it's gonna work and it just how you apply it effectively yeah um it's not about looking to pick a fight or anything like this. It's just learning how to defend yourself. I've been in situations at work before where, you know, juveniles want to put their hands on me. And I say, I don't think you want to do that, sir. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't go around touching people like that. So I just let them, I give them a stern warning to be like, hey, man, don't don't touch me like that. Yeah. And in situations where I've had to break up fights, you know, I've, you know, I've had to. I know I've had instances where I've been punched on. I've been, I've fell on the floor on both my knees now. I mean, they're doing pretty good now. They don't ache or anything. But once I turn 50 or down the road, I'm going to start feeling it. Yeah. But I think jujitsu is one of those things, you know, I just fell in love with it. Mm -hmm. And uh, as much as I, you know, I would love to train every day, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to train as much as I can. Yeah. Uh, And now I understand. As I watch the UFC now, I understand more of what people go through as far as training for jiu-jitsu, yeah. jiu-jitsu tournaments. Um, my professor is always encouraging me to, you know, come train more often, come to the fundamentals class, you know. Yeah. And, you know, he understands, and as most people do, life gets in the way. Yeah. Work, and, and that's just with me, you know, just going through this promotion. It's not easy trying to go train all of a sudden and then, you know, get promoted at work. You have all these things going on. It's just... You can make time for it, and you know I'm not looking to compete anytime soon. Maybe somewhere down the road, I'll, I'll get into a tournament and such. Yeah, but uh, it's just one of those things where I picked it up as a hobby, and I've learned to love it. And hopefully, I can get into kickboxing and see how that goes. Just as something to stay active and learn, learn some self-defense. Uh, yeah, I mean it's just. Yeah, I was right. Uh, Dracolino, he's he's a uh, he's a fifth degree black belt under Jesus Carlos Gracie Christ. Jr. Jesus Christ! Yeah, so he 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 is under Carlos Gracie Jr. Just a great lineage to to be under. Dracolino, my professor Pedro, I I can I can never pronounce his last name. Arujo. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, it's just a tremendous tremendous lineage. Yeah. The Gracies to be uh, to be training under the gracie family that's just mm-hmm. i mean what more can you ask for of course you have people like john jock machado and eddie bravo uh black belts in their own rights that have very top of the line ufc fighters even celebrities like joe rogan who has black belt and no gi and gi yeah under both machado and uh bravo and I think it's, as a sport, I think it's growing because you see things like the EBI, the Eddie Bravo Invitational. That thing's just getting huge as as they go. Uh, I haven't had a chance to actually see them. I know they stream them on UMC Fight Pass. Mm. But it's, uh, I've seen highlights and it looks pretty, looks pretty cool. Once you start getting more into it. Yeah, I haven't seen any of them. But, uh, I mean, that's just the thing. Uh, we have the Coleman event coming right up. Coming right up, and just a couple, couple more things uh, before we wrap up. I know we're coming up on an hour and a half here. I think we've got mostly 
covered everything that we wanted to cover as far as the year and in review and such. Matter of fact, still on this UFC card, before we wrap up on the UFC, Cain Velasquez was supposed to fight in this card and got pulled out. For... Steroids? No, and I'm glad it wasn't because I'm thinking I hope nobody get, I hope he didn't get popped for something because as you guys have been seeing all over the internet and people watching on Facebook and people listening, you, UFC fighters have been getting popped left and right by the USADA uh, as far as uh, drug testing goes and big names, Brock Lesnar, Leota Machida, Josh Barnett. Cyborg just got popped. Uh, John Jones. John Jones. Uh, who else? I'm trying to think of somebody else. No, I'm missing a couple people. But uh, now Kane's issue was mainly he said in an interview that he he was going to need surgery. He was probably going to need surgery after the UFC. And the I guess the Nevada Athletic Commission saw this as kind of like. Yeah, we can't take that risk. We're gonna, we're just gonna pull you from the card. Go, go ahead and have the surgery. And um, I think personally, I think this was the right move. Not only for business, but as far as for his health. Yeah, because God forbid he goes into the fight gets into an accident and let's just say he has a herniated disc or something ends up getting paralyzed what's the first thing he's gonna do he's gonna sue the ufc well why didn't why didn't they let me get my surgery i mean he can he can say that or you know just the fact that oh you know i mean it's just so crazy he got hurt on the job yeah and i mean he He's a legendary fighter. He's known for his cardio. He's beaten many of the great heavyweights. You know, he brutalized Brock Lesnar back when Brock Lesnar was fighting. You know, Brock Lesnar's a... You look at him, you're like, this dude's a... a oh, this dude's a monster, man. A juggernaut. Yeah, man. But, he, I mean, he beat the crap out of Brock Lesnar. Even in the wrestling standards, you know. I, I mean, yeah, but that's... uh. That's a whole different thing. Yeah, that's pro wrestling, sir. <laughs> I mean, of course, it's not the same, you know, Brock Lesnar versus Cain Velasquez in regards to Brock Lesnar versus The Undertaker. <laughs> you know, oh my God, The Undertaker. You know, it's... Although, man, I would love to see The Undertaker in MMA. That would have been so cool. He's too old now. <laughs> I mean, now he's too old, but, you know, maybe back in his... In back young, in his prime days. Yeah, in his prime prime time days. I think I read somewhere that he was a a black belt under under Gracie. I forget who. I want to say Hickson or man somebody. But he applied all those, and again, this is just wrestling. But he's he's applied all those uh, submissions into his uh, wrestling uh, arsenal, which is pretty cool. <laughs> Not to mention his is a very scary theme song. Exactly. So uh, very intimidating. But um, it's uh, one of those things where the athletic commission said, you know what, we're going to pull you from this fight, go have your surgery, rehabilitate, and come back. 
instead of going through all the tra- I mean, of course he's going to lose money going through the training camp and then having to have the surgery and then having to have the fight canceled. It's nobody's fault. No, he, nobody's he'll find fault. a way to recover. I mean, once he recovers, he, he'll get into another big fight and he'll make money. And the you know, the thing that they're going through right now with the organism, the MMA uh, association where they're looking out for their fighters. I mean, it's a good idea. Um, to me, it's it's more about taking care of the fighters rather than just them doing whatever the hell they want to do. It, it it kind of coincides to what we say with the uh, movie and the music business, right? You know, where a lot of the all these celebrities, these musicians and artists, we see that they don't get taken care of. You know, it seems like it it goes together. You know? Right, right, and it's it, again, it's just one of those things where. You have to take care of your your big money generators, and you know, again, Kane, he's a very prolific fighter in the heavyweight division. Um, but that the rematch he was going to have with Fabricio Verdum, the first match, I mean, Kane was just uh, they had it down in Mexico City, which the altitude over there is completely different, much like uh, much like in Colorado. Um, he was only down there training for a week. Verdun was down there for months training, so he had the upper hand. And when he got him in the choke, in the guillotine choke, that was it. That's all she wrote. And he ended up losing his title to Verdun. So, you know, again, it sucks. And I was really looking forward to watching Cain. Vel- I love Cain Velasquez. I'm a big fan. And our buddy Adrian. He's a big uh, Velasquez fan, also. Uh, and we were actually there at the when he fought Dos Santos, the Junior Dos Santos, the 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 third fight in that trilogy. That was just a brutal fight. Dos Santos is known for having a you know having a good chin. This dude, mm-hmm. you hit him in the hit him in the chin, he won't go down. Vicious man, vicious. Very vicious, and he has some power too. But uh, and again, it's just uh it's just a damn shame. But the big story for this card was Ronda Rousey's comeback, which uh, I don't know about you, Randy, but I'm picking Ronda for this one. I am too. It's uh, pretty interesting to see what's going to happen, and hopefully, you know, hopefully she doesn't go away if she loses. Do you think if she loses, that she's gonna think she's gonna hang up her gloves, call it call it retirement, or? I feel like she. I feel like that's something she would do. I mean, she, I think she she has so much ego at stake that she might want to just call it a quits on her career and and uh, I don't know, maybe get into movies or something else or maybe try maybe, to f- fight maybe Mayweather teaching, or something like that. Fight Mayweather. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know, man. I, uh, I'll be. It'll be interesting to see if she. Hopefully, she does, and I, I want her to win too. Exactly. But, I can. I can see her uh, calling it quits and jumping into movies and such. Which yeah. is not a not a bad idea. I mean, she'd probably make millions. Yeah, doing movies. I mean, she's. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, I wouldn't want to see her just call it quits like that. But she, as much as people don't know it, she's a really huge role model for young young girls out there. Oh yeah, especially girls that are you know love the sport. I mean, yeah, who's to say you know MMA women MMA is like 
it's growing. Yeah, it's only it going to get bigger. It definitely would, wouldn't be where it's at now without Ronda Rousey for exactly. sure. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, come on, dude. I I roll, and this is just jujitsu, but I roll with women, and mm. I see a lot of women at the gym. It's yeah. like, oh my god, like, yeah. like really. And that's awesome too, man. I I wish I wish my girlfriend would, would get into um, jujitsu or something. Uh, who knows? Maybe whenever I get back into it, she she may want to give it a try too. But I think it's just I think it's just a, a good sport to. Just to just for self defense, you know, you never know if you mm-hmm. if if you get caught in a situation and and you know that could literally be, be the the difference of you surviving or 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 getting hurt or even right. you know God forbid dying or something. Right. Um. It, 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 at the very least, it gives you a fighting chance to you know save yourself or give you time to to get away and escape to or whatever. Get your gun. <laughs> or get your gun. Shoot him in the face. Exactly. <laughs> it's just a great tool, and you yeah, know, I love. Uh, I mean, it's uh, it's like Dana White said before. You know, women in MMA. He just kind of laughed. Like that's never gonna happen. And look at it now. Yeah. Ronda's headlining. Yeah. And people in Vegas or everywhere else, they're betting on her to oh, yeah. win. Yeah. So it's like, god damn. Like, and I mean, she's uh, if she wins, it's only gonna catapult her into superstardom, much like Conor McGregor. Yeah, and Connor, you know, as much shit as he talks, he backs it up. I mean, he the last fight against Eddie Alvarez, he just, he just punched, he punched him out. Yeah, Eddie Alvarez, that he's a tough dude. Yeah, from Philly, but McGregor just picked, and I think he he lost to the Diaz, right? Ever since he lost to Nate Diaz, he knew where he where he messed up. He knew what he he needed to work on, and he, he just trained twice as hard. When he fought Nate Diaz the second time, he just picked him apart. And Nate, you know Nate Diaz, he's Nate Diaz. You know he's gonna talk some shit too. He's is this uh, his style, his personality? Yeah, I mean the kid grew up, you know he grew up doing jujitsu. He grew up in the streets doing it. So, for him to challenge a guy like McGregor. Was, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He took the fight on short notice too, and he ended up beating him. So, but I mean, big ups to McGregor. He came back and he because originally there was somebody else scheduled for that fight, right? Yes, it was gonna be Dosan. The no, no, no. Was it the Wolverine? Dosanos. Oh. Yeah, Dosanos. But I think his foot was uh, him or Aldo. No, it couldn't what have was been Jose Aldo. Aldo? Could have been Aldo because he knocked Aldo out in like 13 seconds, so it couldn't have been him. Um, might have been Los Años, but I think is he had a problem with his foot or something. Nate Diaz comes in and he does the big, uh, he goes Gracie on him and just <laughs> rear naked chokes him. McGregor finds out what he needs to work on, does just that, fights Eddie Alvarez, becomes the first ever lightweight slash, uh, what was the other one, featherweight. It was like two titles at once, like the undisputed champion. It's crazy. They didn't want to give him both titles, right? Or something. Like they that. did, but then uh, <clears throat> Daniel White was saying eventually he's, he's going to have to drop one or the other. So he ended up dropping, uh, I think it was featherweight. Featherweight. And he kept the lightweight one. Because, I mean, it was he hadn't defended it in over a year, I think, or something like that. So in order for that to maintain, this was like a really good fight right here. Cruz this is, this versus, is the uh, Coleman event, yes, right? Dominic, my yeah. boy Dominic Cruz, and I forget the other guy's name. <laughs> I mean, they just look like they want to go at it. 
But that's just that's just it as far as the Ronda fight, the Ronda situation goes. Ronda situation, Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Other than that, I mean, 2016 was a really good year for for myself. Uh, I'm sure you guys can say the same for both of y'all. No, we ups and downs like always. Ups and downs, you know. We witnessed a lot of things uh, going some, on, some tragedies, and other than other than Donald Trump becoming our next president, which didn't affect me at all. And I really could. I didn't even vote for the guy, so really can't say much on that. But as I mean, there's, far, there's not much that can be done. I mean, exactly. I mean, you can build. The, go ahead, build the wall. I don't care. Um, this past year, I finally received the promotion I was waiting for. I started training jujitsu, and it's like, man, it's like all the goals that that I've wanted to accomplish, I accomplished. So it's like now I'm starting to set set new goals which is for me is just actually you know continue to work as far as getting my promotion uh look for other opportunities that might or might might uh pop out uh you know obviously the goal is you know always to make more money and you know keep on improving keep on improving for me and then i also want to be able to start training more jujitsu actually get into kickboxing and eventually, you know, who knows? Maybe enter a little tournament here or there down the road. Who knows? But for me to actually be to be able to, because it's a very expensive hobby. I'm not gonna. I'm you know I I can't lie to you. You know I'm sure Randy knows. Yeah. It's a very expensive hobby, even f- for having the basic uh, basic program. Um, Monthly membership. Yeah, because right? not only that, you actually have to. Because you know I. I, I use a mouth guard. You have to buy uh, the uniform, your right? uniform, uh, clothes, you know, for you to wear your rash guard. You want to buy shirts. Uh, you buy tape for your fingers. Tournaments cost money. Tournaments cost money. Exactly. Uh, travel. Travel. It's a very expensive hobby. Even if you're just doing it recreationally like I do. It's very expensive. But if you truly love it, you're going to, you know, you're going to you're gonna spend you gotta you gotta put your passion yeah and you know i I can say that i truly love it even if i just train once a week or once a month at this point but i every time i go it's like i just want to keep coming back it's something that i always go back to the mat's always going to be there so i mean that's as far as i got as far as trying to move on move on forward uh 2017 just keep on grinding and uh truly wish that for everybody else just keep on keep on moving forward and mm-hmm. we're all gonna fall into hard times you know i uh we're gonna lose people like like you know all these people that are passing away you know i just recently lost a cousin of mine about a week ago uh, a couple of days before christmas down in mexico that fought cancer for like eight years it's just it's gonna happen man i've i've dude i've lost if i go down the list of people that i've lost uh, in my life uh, it's just too many, man. I've lost too many people. Same here, same here. My, my uncle just passed away a few, few months ago. So it's been pretty, pretty tough for for their family in Mexico. Yeah, I mean it's just, it's, and there's nothing you can't do, uh, other than just you know, like I tell everybody, just take care of yourself and take care of the ones around you, because yeah. you never man. watch out for stress and everything. Yeah, you never know when your time's coming. It could be today, tomorrow. You just never know and just you know just treat everybody with respect 
and treat everybody just the way you, you want to would want to be treated you know don't hold grudges don't don't waste your time you know like you always say randy just cut off all the negative people mm-hmm. in your life yeah. and that's just pretty much it i mean other than that you guys got anything else i mean this is is about to roll in t- tomorrow's new year's eve right exactly i mean uh hope you guys all you guys out there uh have fun but have stay fun safe with your families stay safe you know don't drink and drive of course and if you do drink uber. just <laughs> uber man just don't take that <laughs> chance <laughs> you know a lot of us have to go back to work and you don't want to drive home you know like they say buzz buzz driving is considered drunk driving according to texas so don't take that chance don't take that dui it's a uh, very i think it's what ten thousand dollars yeah not, not worth the jail time not, not worth the money not, the stress to your families it's not worth it so it's best to just you know play it safe and be smart about it if you're gonna drink preferably do it at home yep uh and if you're out and about just take an uber man take a cab it's only going to cost you like, designated like, driver somebody yeah, or designated designated driver which is usually mostly what i do because usually i'm the one that's driving around i never drink when i'm driving so and if i'm doing if i am going to drink somebody else has got to drive so it's not you don't want to take your chances there's too many people that are out there driving drunk and you know getting into accidents all the time what watch out with the fireworks too after what happened in the mexico city there's a big firework Explosion. I saw that video. That was that was insane. You know, be careful or shoot up your fireworks. Yes, because uh, technically they are illegal here in the city. But <laughs> hey, you know, wink, wink. They're not supposed to be lighting them, sir. But it's just uh, again, it's just uh, one of those things where another year. And actually, almost a year ago, we were actually doing doing a podcast together. Except for friend Adrian was here. Uh, couldn't make it this time due to other commitments. But Wish the best of luck to him in a new year. Man, it's just amazing how time flies. And you look back, you're like, man, I've accomplished all these things. What am I going to do next? Mm-hmm. So just, just set realistic goals for people out there that are trying to set some goals. and Just be very realistic. Don't be one of those people that are, oh, I'm going to go to the gym as soon as you know mm-hmm. the new year starts. About a week into it, you're out already. <laughs> You just give up. Just set realistic goals. And step by step. Continue to improve yourself. I'm always just reading up books, um, reading up on influential people, people that I like, just constantly improving myself. And I've really learned how to do that at work, especially interacting with the juveniles, uh, interacting with your coworkers. I always people here, uh, people at work tell me all the time, man, you know, you haven't changed since you got promoted it's like well i, I know people change but just because i got promoted doesn't mean i'm gonna change mm-hmm. my job title changes the shirt i'm wearing changes your uniform yeah but it's not oh man it's not like you know my whole attitude changes you know if you ask me to do something i'm gonna do it for you man because and they know that already ever since i was a detention officer they know they always come to me because they're like i can count on this guy to do something for me. Um, I mean, other than that, it's just continue to improve yourself health-wise, uh, spiritually, emotionally, physically for most. That's all I got. Anything else, guys? Um, 
no I, I, you you kind of wrapped it up there uh just 2017 um uh, do what you're passionate about uh achieve your goals and uh make it a good year execute take action i'm gonna wrap it up here before the ronda rousey fight starts uh, i want to thank all you guys on facebook for tuning in live well, there's just a handful of you guys that tuned in this is actually really good and people can go back and rewatch the whole video if they want skip through it skip through the first hour because <laughs> that was pretty depressing but i just wanted to it's just a topic that kind of fascinated me because it's like man I'll, I, and again people will say oh we lost so many people this year it's like it's probably just like any other year yeah but i i guess this year it's just more people that are more prolific i guess well known well known and sometimes even back to back and it's just that's just the way it is man it's just that's life yeah what are you gonna do shit but i mean that's all i got i want to thank you guys for all tuning in on facebook and for all you guys listening out there on the uh on the podcast uh and all my feeds social media feeds this is this is just something that i started doing last year that i hope to also continue doing in the coming new year actually having more podcasts uh go out there and uh I actually try to stream it simultaneously through Instagram and Facebook. I don't even remember Instagram had the live feed. So thanks for mentioning that. <laughs> and uh, hopefully and see how that works out. And this is something that I want to put out there for the people that I know on, on my social media sites. I don't have a huge following. It's just the people that I, I'm closely knit to. And um, they seem to taken have taken uh, some interest in it. I've heard from a couple people like our friend Lewis say oh i didn't even know you had a podcast because you know you didn't really talk much in high school but once i started listening to it it was like man this guy knows a lot about everything it's like yeah it's just something that i enjoy doing we can talk about anything on here celebrity deaths mm -hmm. mma uh jujitsu a night in china one night in china <laughs> wink wink skip through that part too because that's Hey, it's like Joey Diaz says on his uh, Periscope. If you're under eighteen, if you're under eighteen, hang up now. <laughs> That's hysterical. Spoiler warning. Yeah, if you're under if you're under twenty one, cut this off right now. I'm sure I don't have anybody that's under twenty one on my page. <laughs> just to put it out there, but I mean, it's just uh, one of those things where podcasts now. I mean, the amount of podcasts that I listen to nowadays. I mean, it's just it's hard to keep up with them. Most times I just have to delete episodes because it's like I'm not going to listen to this whole thing because it's just too many out there. I do have my favorites, though. Joey Diaz always gets, gets me through the day. He's as real as he gets. I mean, there's no other comedian. Um, I mean, coming from that same um, the same thread uh, of Joe Rogan and, you know, like comedians like uh, uh, Bert Kreischer and Tony Hinchcliffe. Even Brendan Schaub now going into comedy. That's crazy. UFC fighter turned comedian, enter entertainer. That dude's hysterical, man. Yeah, he's, funny. he's uh, And, you know, it's like, I guess, Joe Rogan and they all talked him out of fight. They just gave it to him straight up. They're like, you know what, man? Like, you're not cutting it in the UFC. Yeah. You know, you need to get out before you injure yourself, injure yourself yeah. or, you know, get that whole CTE thing. Mm -hmm. And I guess he it finally clicked, and he has all these opportunities and all these sponsorships, and 
he does comedy shows. Mm-hmm. He does the podcast every week, and he's hilarious, man. He's really funny. He's a he's a pretty cool dude, man. I wish I could you know meet him in person. I should have a chat with him. Um, and he does the he does commentary for the On It Invitational hmm. every time they come through Austin. Mm-hmm. So he's a he's pretty good. I could man, that'd be cool to see him and. But then again, they do the fight companions on Rogan's podcast. Yeah. So for him to do like commentary on there, I think they they probably need somebody that's more like I don't want to say corporate, but kind of like half and half because yeah. you know Joe Rogan's Joe Rogan. Yeah. He's like the ultimate encyclopedia. Yeah. He, and the way his style is just and Mike Goldberg, he's Mike Goldberg. You know, he he has his own style too. Wasn't this supposed to be his last one? Yes, that's Mike Goldberg's last uh, actual... Dude's getting tagged. Uh, his last uh, UFC pay-per-view commentating. So it's going to be interesting to see who who he gets replaced who by. Who picks it up from there. Yeah. I mean, the UFC is going through so many changes ever since they, they got uh, sold. Let me just switch this real quick before I wrap up. But yeah, it's, uh, they're going through a lot of changes with the... The, all these associations coming out and all the I mean the thing is it's got such a huge following now it's it's developed so much like a few UFC a few events ago they for the first time they were in Madison Square Garden right in New York absolutely I mean it's and it's um, going back to you know going to the video store and seeing those videotapes of like they had the old logo with the with the man on the on the thing ultimate fighting championship i'll be looking over and i'd be like oh my god like what is this like fight cage fighting that's crazy this was like in the 90s when it was underground now it's mainstream yeah you have people you You know girls watching it uh kids and you know all the restaurants and places are are full on ufc nights oh man i mean absolutely and even you even have other sports transcending into this. Like you have like pro wrestlers watching it, uh, basketball players. I mean, it's just. And like we mentioned, Brock Lesnar. A lot of these oh, are the, switching the, in the, and out from the wrestling and UFC. You have Brock. I mean, you first saw it with Ken Shamrock in the late '90s. Brock Lesnar, which was successful. CM Punk. CM Punk. <clears throat> oh man. Man. His debut. Terrible, terrible. But hey. He tried. Dude. Wasn't easy. That takes balls right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that takes balls to walk into the octagon and go up against the brown belt and be like, yeah, I can take him. Then never had and any martial get... arts training in his life. Uh, a white belt in jiu-jitsu. Maybe one stripe or two stripes. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of on our level, Randy. We could probably take him. <laughs> it probably We probably suck it. But, I mean, <laughs> just the, the different... Styles, you know, when you're a pro wrestler to a UFC fighter. Completely different. Completely different world. But um, it's one of those things where I I believe it's just going to keep growing, man. The sport of MMA is just, it's already legal in in the United States. So it's only going to keep growing. I can see it going, expanding worldwide. I think they're trying to do a thing in Russia. Um, And you have all these other organizations. You still have Bellator. You have Rising over there in Japan. It's kind of like the old Pride days where they get to wear like the little shoes on their feet, mm-hmm. and uh, you have different weight classes showcasing all the Ooh. all the different diversity. Though I mean, you have so many 
UFC fighters. You have Hispanic UFC fighters. You have European fighters. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, it's been a lot of fun doing this podcast, man. And I wish we could, you know, get together like this all the time. Do like a little companion of sorts. This was pretty fun. You know, I kind of held off for a while doing a podcast just because, you know, we didn't have we were just so busy with work. I know, Brian, you would work and Randy, yourself working and myself. It's just finally got together on two days before the year ended and said, you know what, let's just do a podcast, stream it live, see how that goes. Kind of review the year and preview the little the 2017 coming up and just talk about whatever. So we wish everybody happy holidays. Stay safe. Absolutely. And, you know, thanks again for all for those that tuned in on Facebook Live. Thank you guys for listening on on all my social medias and, you know, looking forward to pumping out more of these podcasts and just stay tuned. Testing new waters, right? Testing new waters. Stay tuned for more guests, different guests, hoping to interview different guests uh, throughout the year and to see what else comes up. But uh, thanks again, guys, for tuning in and uh, hope to see you down the road. Thanks, guys, for coming over. Thank you. We'll see you later. Can I eat my Doritos now? <laughs> They've been sitting there for, for, <laughs> for two hours. For two hours, so I think you can go ahead and eat them. People are probably going to hate that. You know. But uh, thanks again, guys, for tuning in. We'll see you later. All right.